Kryptonaut Podcast. Thanks, Mark. I'm Mark Stores. And with me, as always, is... I'm Chris. And... Rob Morphy. I can't change the opening of our show, because when I do, it sounds weird. Yeah, it was a little odd. It was. Because usually you say, what, hello? Should we try it again? Yeah, let's... We can let's, keep this one in so the listeners let, at home can hear it. Let's just do it from the top, because you really just threw me off my game. Hello, and welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Stores, and with me, as always, is... Hi, Mark. I'm Chris. And... I'm relieved. That went really well. <laughs> Sound better, right? So it much better. better. Every time I listen to the opening of the show, I'm like, God damn it, I gotta change something up, but then when we do... Don't work. You just fuck up the rhythm. People don't like change. No, they don't. It's terrible. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. As always, rate and review Apple iTunes and the, po- and the Apple Podcast apps. Helps us out greatly. Um, our numbers, we're not going to do too much inside baseball here, but our numbers are looking really good, guys. Sweet. Looking You're really welcome. Good. You're welcome, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Thanks for having I me. I think we're thanking the listeners, right, too? No, you're thanking me. No, oh, we're thanking Chris. Oh, oh, sorry. Thank you, Chris. Chris uh, is responsible. There's no numbers without me. Uh, that's, no, you know, that's true. There's no that recording without Chris. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're just talking to a wall without him. It's sad. Follow us on the social medias, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks. Before we get started, we are going to do some quick reviews from the Apple iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. So kicking it off here, we've got Shotgun Badger. Ha! <laughs> I love Coming that. in with Excellent. a five-star review. Perfect balance. Like many others in this kind of community, I find myself often hard-pressed to find a source of stuff that can balance between a few people just kind of talking about stuff they heard and actual research into the topic. It's really hard to find a podcast that can balance the banter and the study, but these guys nail it perfectly. If you're a hardcore true believer, a skeptic who just wants to check stuff out or anything in between, this is for sure worth a listen. Oh, hell, hell yeah. yeah. So nice. Hell shotgun yeah. Badger. Thank there you, Shotgun Badger. Uh, next one here is Vivunderbar. Oh, God. I'm not, I don't remember too much German, but I think that means wonderful. I think you're right. I think it does, possibly. Simply the best five-star review. You guys are amazing. Most of these episodes have me constantly looking over my shoulder at work. It's hilarious when the conversation veers off topic as well. Hot pockets aren't that bad. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> this podcast is simply the best and will have you bursting out in laughter in no time. P.S. Chupacabra. Yeah. Fair enough. There but are is. you talking vintage Chupacabra or that uh, new Well, you, you got to start with, with the original one. Yeah, then. yeah you got to go to Puerto Rico. I need my spike back kangaroo bat winged mayhem making monster. There you go. Not these goddamn Dogs. hairless canines. <laughs> All right, the last, on that. last review here, we got, uh, let's see, J.L. Stone, absolutely delightful five-star review. Oh. I found this podcast searching for an in-depth look at Frank Shaw's gargoyle, the NASA gargoyle incident, uh, because it was one of the more curious and interesting stories I've read in a while, and I was not disappointed. I enjoyed every moment of this episode, and it got me hooked until I had listened to the entire catalog of episodes. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Right? There you go. Mm-hmm. For ease, I listen mainly on YouTube because I am disabled, and what little earnings I make are through commissioned art online. So I spend a lot of time at the computer, and I'm always looking for something to listen to while I work on my designs. Oh, that's wicked. I have found that this series really keeps me engaged and interested uh, and focused on my work. The banter between the guys reminds me of sitting out on the front porch talking with my brothers on balmy Indiana nights. We have a lot of cryptid stories here as well as local ghost stories there. Uh, Indiana is full of woodlands and wetlands, and there's a lot of fuel for stories. I actually saw Bigfoot once with a couple of other people, but I digress. Oh, that's awesome, And then he finishes Mm. up here with, uh, on a more sentimental note, I developed schizophrenia in my early 20s, and part of my disorder is that I have an irrational fear of monsters. Listening to this podcast has actually helped me think of those things more critically and more scientifically, and has helped me, if not get over the fear, at least my paranoia about it isn't as high as it was once before. I hope that doesn't sound too crazy, but I really do enjoy all the things you do and look forward to listening to more amazing stories from around the world. And there is a P.S., Rob's right. Plants have feelings, so there. Thank you. <laughs> Confirmation. <laughs> no, no, Finally. you're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, sadly, you're both wrong. Yeah, no. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's cool to hear that. Uh, you know, we're helping you get over a little bit of a, a little bit of something that you got going on there with uh, you know, fear of some monsters and whatnot. So, yeah, no, it's it's great to hear that we're oh, helping people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. totally. That, totally. That's the kind of stuff that I mean it. It totally warms my heart, like completely. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, totally. No, and that's also, great. I'm dying to check out some of his artwork. Yeah. Because um, as soon as I heard he was a freelance artist, I'm like, 
Oh, because then, then I have to have that dual thing going that I'm a huge fan and can't wait to see it. I'm also a competitive son of a bitch and I can't wait to hate you if you're better than me. Oh, so it's going to be no. one of those dichotomies. Are you trying to say that we might have a new artist for the CryptonautPodcast.com? Oh, jeez. I don't know, drop me off on the street corner oh, somewhere, leave me for dead. Years of friendship for naught. Toothless like Mel Water. I will We're going to drop you off right outside. <laughs> oh, directly yeah. just outside I the door. I will not find my way back. I get lost easily. Don't yeah. worry, Rob. After we dump you, I will continue to make money off of you. So I appreciate Thank you. that. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Um, so but much. But yeah, uh, on a serious note, uh, uh, JL Stone, uh, shoot us an email on the socials or our website and send us a link to your work. Uh, and if you are on our Facebook page, feel free to post your stuff up on our Facebook page. Uh, and that goes for any listeners out there that work on any, any cool art or whatever. Post it up. We love seeing it. Absolutely. doesn't have to be something that you're doing, you know, cryptonaut related. Just any of your work. doesn't matter. We're all artists. We're all here doing our thing. So post it up. We love checking it out. And this week... Things are going to take a little bit of a twist mm-hmm. because we may have been on a kick with um, an Octoman, yep, a Wakamako Catman, Catman, a Mossman, Dump Cat for Life. Mm. This week we're talking about the Kinderhook Blob. Indeed, we are. Blobman? Is it a Blobman? It could, it could be, be a Blobman. It could, oh, it could be a Blobman. Do you know <laughs> the Manta Man of Chile came? Within a hair's breadth of becoming yeah. this week's oh, pod, but Mark geez. said we got to cut this man shit out. We're not Marvel Comics circa '67 <laughs> douche. And I was like, yeah. "All right, fair enough." Man to man, back on the shelf. Man to man, blob. Your time is now shine. I buddy. thought we were just it was to introduce our new tour line that's coming out next year. Oh, that'd be a sweet like Masters toy of line. the Universe toy line. Oh my toy god, I would love it. They already have a Moss Man though. Oh, it's okay. We can change it. 3D printers. We should be able to design and make our own totally, toys. Totally, totally. Oh, that's something we really have to look into. All right. The Kinderhook Blob. During the 1960s, no less than six eyewitnesses claimed to have had encounters with a floating, ghostly, blob-like creature that was so intimidating, two armed men fled from it in mortal terror. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nice. Terror. Terror. The strange tale of this unique apparition begins in the forest surrounding Kinderhook, New York. A small town whose name literally translates to Children's Corner in the language of the original Dutch settlers. So we're in good old Children's Corner, New York. Not far from a lake of the same name. That is Kinderhook Lake. Sure. Okay, we're all from New York. Have any of us heard of this or been there? I have not. No. no not nor have I, been. I mean, I heard about it as soon as I read this account right. some years ago, but I've okay. never been Well, there. New York's a big state and we don't travel a lot, so there you go. It's true. Yeah. We're homebodies. <laughs> Well, okay. you know, it's it's not. Yeah, like I broke my and I don't know up. how. No, yeah, we never leave. We're like, you know, no, we're shut-ins pretty much. Other other states? What's outside the borders? I'm not even probably, sure. Well, there's can, we've we've confirmed Canada. And we've I heard con- there's from New Jersey. other states. Yeah, I'm not sure. But that's what I was about to say. I'm not true. convinced because these stories I mean, happen other states, in other but states. I don't know. Maybe I just flew like did 15 you though? Minutes in a circle, landed in the same place. Yeah. They changed the decor. Did they knock your ass out on the plane yeah. and just make you see shit when you landed? Facts. Dark country. Facts and science. Accounts I've come across regarding this anomalous animal, for lack of a better appellation, are at times contradictory, and some of the dates are frankly difficult to confirm. Nevertheless, what we do know for sure is that the initial event involving this undulating being occurred in 1962. The first report of this creature comes to us from author and New York State Library genealogist Bruce Hallenbeck. When Hallenbeck was a 10-year-old boy, he and his cousin were cavorting in the woods behind oh, his parents' house. Oh, boy. Yes, you're welcome. When they both saw something they would never forget. You know they were back there smoking cigarettes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you do. Puffing. S- steal dad's butt. Puffing butts there. in the backyard. Puff, smoking butts, dude. Oh, 10 yeah. and 7. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah. 62. Exactly. Hallenbeck would record this bizarre event years later in 1992 in a book he wrote with Paul and Robert Bartholomew as well as William Brand titled Monsters of the North Woods. According to Hallenbeck, when I was 10 years old, this is 1962, I was up in the woods behind our house with my cousin, Chari. I'm not sure if Chari is a boy or girl. I don't know what that means, but it's Chari, who was then age seven. We both heard this really high-pitched whistling noise. The children looked in the direction of the strange sound and were shocked to see what the author later described as a white object peering at me from behind a nearby pine tree. Hmm. Intrigue. Yeah, it is. It's weird. A white object. Weird. Just peeking around a tree. Strange. Object. Yeah. That's just the... Can you use a vaguer word? <laughs> I know. Than fucking object. <laughs> I but saw stuff looking at me from a place. I am quoting directly from his book, so that That's was true. his choice. That's true. Helen Beck would clarify that statement. I say peering, but in fact, it had no eyes that I could see. 
Wisely choosing caution over curiosity, the frightened cousins beat a hasty retreat back to Helen Beck's parents' home. Following the children's encounter, this evolutionary enigma would maintain a low profile for two years until 1964. On the evening in question, an unnamed man was taking a leisurely hike through the woods when he saw something he later described as a big white blob gliding in an unnatural fashion down the hill toward him. It's not what you want to see coming down the hill towards and this you. Thing, you know, so what, do you, what is gliding in a that's natural what I mean, fashion? How, how yeah. do you, where's the comparison between so, natural blob what, gliding? What things do we know that glide? <laughs> like kites. Birds. Birds when they're not flapping their wings. Love. Love, love glides. Love glides. Yeah. Yep, we know that. Yep. So... Unlike love birds or kites, apparently is this like a herky jerky glide? Is this just maybe it's like a like Aladdin looking his carpet? You know, he's like coming, just yeah, like undulating like a, over the terrain, sort of, maybe. but still always above it. Yeah, maybe. All we know is it's unnatural. It's unnatural. I just don't know what that means either. Yeah, I mean, if it's a, blobs, I guess are natural. Correct. I, if I'm in the woods, I, are they? And I, I see don't know. no, no <laughs> schmoos aren't real. I mean, aren't they? Or maybe they okay, are. I just said, are oh, they? Exactly. Aren't they? Are they? Or now, they? what were Gloop and Gleep from the Herculoids? They were globs. They were blobs. And, globs. and then, and then, I didn't know the, the technical term for had them. Schmooze, right? Or, oh, or it was definitely right, a Hanna Barbera. He had, he had like the little the mustache. The little, or he had the mustache, and he looked basically like a really malformed dick and balls, yeah. but all white. I'm with sure eyes. there's things. I'm dick and balls aside. I'm sure that there's things in the ocean that are like blobs, like 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 a jellyfish is kind of like a blob. Well, there's lobsters and weird yeah. gutsy things that wash up on shores that are called yeah. lobsters. It's nothing on so land. Like there's no blob in Chris's backyard. And, well, floating land blobs. I think we can all agree are pretty fucking uncommon. So I think that, <laughs> that we've we've determined as a group. That it's unnatural. So what makes me curious is what was the natural thing that it would have compared to initially? <coughs> well, that, that was the original question. Well, this what? was 62. It was a different time. When things naturally glided yeah, everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> Except this one fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Natu- <laughs> that bus full of kids gliding through the road. It was oh, a better just, time. Just nature. <laughs> nature <laughs> taking its course. I know. <laughs> floating just the way... Mother Nature is gliding amongst the skunks. Pepper Farm remembers we all, we all glided naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Whippersnappers are there. It would be the best Pepper Newfangled gliding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Anywho. The all sight right. of the surging spectral entity frightened the fellow so much that in an effort to escape the floating fiend, he claimed to have leapt over a pond that measured six feet across. Well, I mean, that's not. I mean, a, it's impressive. It's a. I, mean, six I, feet. I think. Look at. Wait, the blob did? No, no, the, the, the guy did, did making oh. his escape. Oh man, that's like Jackie Chan territory. I don't know, man. <clears> six it's, feet? I know it's pretty. I think I can do six feet. I don't I know. Couldn't. I couldn't. Not, I couldn't do am, twelve inches. I am built like a like a box that has no arms, so <laughs> I can. Uh, I'm not athletic at all, but I think I could probably do like. six feet. I can't feet. successfully walk six feet without taking a break. Yeah. I, I don't know well, about jumping. You know, at my peak, I probably could have done six feet, but yeah, but you're catching the dirt on the edge, and you're going to slip into that fucking pond nine times out of ten. Yeah. I know. You're going to parkour it and then end up ass over tea kettle in the water. But this man's so terrified, the adrenaline just thrust him over this unnaturally long body of water. <laughs> over oh, this large puddle? This giant six-foot <laughs> pond. That's not really, that's yeah, not a big a pond. pond. or a creek. I mean, it's, what fucking it's pond a, is six feet wide? Are, yeah, it's, that's, no, it's a mud puddle. It has to be. Basically, it's not a pond. It's got, I hope it's a creek and it was just reported. Oh, well, it's more than likely a All creek right. or like a little. Yeah. Yeah. While we might not know. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's, it's just a big ass puddle. It's not a pond. It is. <laughs> While we might not know the name of this amateur long jumper, <laughs> what we do know is that the frightened fellow managed to muster up the courage to return to the scene of his sighting, this time with a friend in tow. The anonymous duo armed themselves respectively with a shovel and a pitchfork. Those are standard go-to weapon items you can find in almost any shed or garage. Yeah, weapons. Think. Yeah. The anonymous duo armed themselves respectively with a shovel and a pitchfork and stalked back into the forest ready to confront the hovering wraith. Good choice of weapon. You know, if you don't have yeah. access to shotguns, machetes, other various sundry items like throwing yeah. stars. Brass knuckles. A pitchfork, throwing knife, and a shovel will do. A, a, a K bar. I mean, that's classic oh, mob and chasing the Frankenstein monster, 1930s universal. Oh yeah, stalking. That's what you, you can keep things at a distance, which is good. Absolutely, keep them at a distance. So, armed with their pitchfork and shovel, the two <clears throat> went back into the woods, hoping to find this thing. Well, 
I, I imagine that the guy that first saw them was probably still a little bit intimidating. His friend, you have to assume, was skeptical as fuck. Yeah, because if you come to me and you're like, dude, I saw this blob. I jumped over a six-foot mud puddle. We need to get weapons and go take care of this thing. I'm going to be like, all right, Rob. You'd go with me, yeah, because you're a friend, yeah, totally. But I you're would, not going to go that you're there. Drunk or you're having a psychotic yeah. break? But yeah, I would, but I would do it. We'd no, do, we would, that's we'd not do true it. at all. Well, because, and you know what? Here I'm going to throw a little ballyhoo at our friendship. If either of you guys came to me with some serious shit you saw in the woods, I would 100 percent take you at your word, and I would go back there fully expecting, not necessarily to see okay. a fucking blob ghost, but that there's something there that made you think. So you you're, saw that. you're a better friend to me than I am to you. That's fine. I, I just wanted to make that clear that's to fine. our listeners. You're a better friend. That I'm the guy you come to in a pinch. I'm the friend you need when monsters are loose. That is true. Footloose and fancy free. Don't come no, to I me. No, I know. I've gotten a few phone calls from him like at night. Me? I, no, no, from him. Yeah. Like, it'll be like 1030. I get a call from him. I'm like, oh, man, that's it. this can't be good. Because late night phone calls are always awful. But it's like, dude, I just saw some shit, man. Like, you, don't, you don't call me. Well... Well, wait, you know what? We've already established that. <laughs> That's not, first off, you have a family and a wife, and people have to get up early. Secondly, and then I'll get on you about your mental health. This, like, Robert, you need to get your life together. Your shit is fucked up. We're going to get you a therapist. Don't worry. I need Chris to come out and confirm the crazy shit I see sometimes. That's true. I'm always not doing anything. Do we have a system of three where like you experience it, you call Chris, and then he confirms and then calls me? I'd like to think so. Well, let's do that. We've not, it's not ever really happened We're going to start way, running tests this week. All right. Get ready. Well, it's like a fire drill. It's a kryptonite drill. Fair. Okay. All right. Okay, Rob, make sure you see something. I know. <laughs> yeah, keep so, your eyes open. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll at least fake one. <laughs> All right, good. Kryptonite fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Pitchfork. Shovel. Two guys. We're no names. It. Woods. Right, let's do it. Without warning, the once skeptical cohort froze in his tracks and his face became as white as a sheet. The petrified man silently pointed ahead toward a white shape, quote-unquote, which appeared to be defying the laws of gravity by maneuvering through the high branches of the trees. The so trees. not just unnaturally so gliding over the ground. <clears throat> now it's in the tree. Now this shit's flat up huh. in the fucking tree line. Okay. Doing some shit. Weird. Both friends, suddenly drained of courage, dropped their provisional weapons and sprinted in the opposite direction of the thing. Never drop your weapons. I know. That's dumb. That's Every what? horror film teaches you that. Or every asshole that like throws their gun when it's out of bullets, like it's not a $400 fucking tool that you can use as soon as you get more bullets. You can, yeah. you can still pistol whip somebody. Well, yeah, you can just it. smash someone in the yeah, skull with it. It, just, it, it always whip. infuriates me when I see that's that in the movie. That's a pistol whipping. Old fashioned. An old timey <laughs> pistol whipping. But why would, you, why would you just toss it anyway? Like you haven't engaged it yet. You don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. I, you know, that's what I what I unless maybe read they're about, thinking. Well, may, I, maybe my what, thought is the fuck are you doing? Yeah, well, or like maybe they're it. assuming that the it was a pitchfork and a, and a shovel, so it's going to be like too cumbersome to run with. I've never ran with a pitchfork or a shovel. Well, I, I imagine, imagine it's going to weigh like you down to a, a certain bit. degree, they're but not, not like super dramatically. Heavy. Yeah, or are you like even more complicated in your fear? Like it's going to think we want to attack it. We must look as vulnerable as possible yeah, so it doesn't good, attack man. us first. Not good. Facing. Either way, it yeah. doesn't make a lick of sense no. that you drop some shit. No. Your fucking dad's tools, almost certainly, and they're not yours. Oh, dude, dad's going to be so pissed. He's not going to be happy. No. He's going to need the fucking pitchfork for the hay. Yeah. He's going to take it out on mom, and then it's going to be a Fuck Christmas is ruined. Devil Always. stabbings. Yeah, stab the devil. Yeah, we stab the devil, of course. <laughs> Some say that the third reported encounter with this creature also occurred in 1964, while others testified that it was 14 years later in 1978. This is part of the strange paper trail that is left in the wake of this creature. Regardless of the year, this tertiary run-in <clears throat> happened in the late afternoon and involved two youthful campers named Barry Scott and Russell Lee, who were both 14 years old at the time of the incident. According about to their Barry, testimony... About Barry Scott. You don't know about Barry Scott? You don't trust him? Two first names. Ah, uh, mm. that's shady. Well, Russell Lee, that's two first names, too. Oh. All right. So you just don't trust these boys at all? I don't know yet. We'll see. All right, fair enough. Questionable. According to their testimony, the first sign that something was amiss in the forest was when both Scott and Lee heard something tramping. That's a quote. Tramping? Tramping. Heavy steps. Okay. In the, the tramping the woods. Tramping yeah. around the woods. Tramping. Yeah. Tramping. tramping around the woods. Old timey. Down the wooded hill outside of their tent. How a creature that was able to float can also tramp is arguably the biggest mystery in this fucking case. <laughs> I mean, it's 
It's described as floating, and it's a blob. It's well, floating, not, gliding, it, that, hovering. The first thing he said was gliding, and that's kind of a weird word, because that still needs a, a, a surface. Right. Like, in my mind, on yeah, the ground, right. gliding. But, I mean, but, yeah, you can well, hang glide in the air, glide, yeah. but that's, I'm not picturing this thing on the air. The way I was imagining it was sort of like what Mark was saying earlier with the uh, Aladdin's carpet uh, mm. analogy, where... I saw it like kind of following like the contours a, of the land, but yeah. like maybe seven inches above it. Like like anti. Yeah, see, I didn't picture that at all. I just pictured it like smoothly, just it's it's moving in a way fast over those shapes, but it shouldn't be right. moving that smoothly. Like it's like it's uh, kind of like an anti. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. it means by gliding. Yeah. It's well, just that, smoothly going over everything. Way absolutely, because that's what that's I'm what imagining too. Because yeah. here's the thing: not so in the far, air. We, we've had it described as a blob. Um, and we're gonna have we're gonna get another couple of descriptions very soon, and that is gonna change things a little bit. But <clears throat> but the way it moves is like to me is it like is it when they say it's undulating or rippling? Is it like say a flat sheet? Like it's like CGI'd over like moving over rough terrain like. Right, that's kind of more like what I pictured. Or, or is, is it, it something? Is it like domed? like like a, like, like a four foot blob or it's like a big hunky like squishy dome? I think the answer is it's both. Okay, depending right. on who's seeing it. But let's get back to. Uh, to Lee and Scott's uh, sighting, because this is kind of interesting. All right, so they hear it tramping. They peek outside their tent, the boys, and saw something that their young minds were utterly unprepared to deal with. The thing they described was a white hovering, quote-unquote, being that was virtually identical to the creature seen by both Helen Beck, Chari, and the two unnamed men, except in this case, the being looked less like an amorphous blob and more like a prototypical ghost. Like bedsheet, old-fashioned yeah. the, evo- the evolution of the ghost. Both teens, both teens agreed that the thing they saw floated more than walked, so a weird combination of hovering and then occasionally touching the ground, if it's doing both. Mm. even though it floats more. But each boy took from the experience two unique images. Barry, arguably the more pragmatic of the two, saw what he described as a bell-shaped white being. So we got that image. Bell-shaped. Bell-shaped. Oh, wait a minute, Chris. No, I know what it is. All right. (laughs) Russell, on the other hand, verbally (laughs) illustrated something that looked more like the Virgin Mary. You could not be more farther uh, apart than a bell or the Virgin no. Mary. Not so. <laughs> really? As, as, as an oh, attendee of Catholic school. Dude, I don't know. Like because sometimes the, the shape, yeah, looks kind of... Oh, you know I, what? I, I, let me read this part here. I recant my statement. With the Virgin Mary often being depicted as having flowing white robes, perhaps the boys' descriptions are not really all that dissimilar. And I think that's probably the case. No, I've seen plenty now, there. Now, who knows? Now, maybe... Uh, I, was it Lee? Lee might have come from a deeply Catholic family. Maybe he went to Sunday school. Maybe he went to church every Sunday. Maybe he went to parochial school like Chris and I did. Maybe he was indoctrinating these images so when he sees a flowing white thing, his mind goes to Virgin Mary. Right, right. While Barry is like, it's that's, a bell. A, that's a fucking crazy white right. rippling bell. No, but I, you're right, though. I can see how the, describing it as a bell of the Virgin Mary, well, I can maybe, see how that would be. Well, maybe. Yeah. Shape I mean, Bells are kind of wider than... Oh yeah. yeah, I mean a being is longer. Well, if you but if you if you imagine like the old the old statues of the Virgin Mary, I'm sure you remember from the schools where her arms Absolutely. are extended and the robes are going down. Sure, it would have a narrow top, broaden out at the shoulders, extend further at the arms, and then kind of drape straight. Yeah, down. yeah, that could that be. could be bell like. Right. I mean, I right. know I'm I'm grasping at straws here. I can see how he would get the description though. I but wanted to maybe, shit. Listen, I wanted to shit on it, and you know what? I did, and I was wrong. Maybe it's and a I'm biblical apparition. You don't need to apologize. I will yeah, never. No. <laughs> <laughs> I shit. All right. Don't you worry, Robert. All right, so Mary gave him a message. What was the fucking okay, message? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be about nukes. It always is. you got to go back to Fatima again. Mary does not like nukes. No, this blob said nothing. A, oh, well, shit. Whatever the thing may or may not have been, moments after they saw it, the rippling beast disappeared into the dense thicket, leaving the perplexed teens too terrified to remain in the woods. So again, gut reaction, get the fuck out of Dodge. Unfortunately, lacking a photograph or even a decent eyewitness sketch of the Kinderhook blob, it's difficult to even attempt to classify what this possibly phantasmagoric being might have been. At the very least, we can all agree that this unclassified creature was a UFO, and that it was both flying and clearly unidentified, only this time the O would probably stand for organism rather than object. 
Perhaps the most intriguing question regarding this seemingly innocuous creature is why does it seem to inspire a nearly universal reaction of terror in those who have seen it? Why is the first reaction to all observers... Why is the first reaction of all observers to simply run away from this entity? Is it simply a fear of the unknown, or does it indicate that the witnesses intuitively sense that there is something malevolent lurking deep in the Kinderhook Woods? And these are the questions we're going to tackle right now, evil. gentlemen. Evil. Is right. it pure <clears throat> evil, or are these guys just pusses who well, see something weird and want to so, get the fuck out? Which, by the way, I respect. I'd probably feel the same way. Okay. I mean, there still is every chance these are not the same thing. I was thinking that when we were going over the descriptions, because the first one's coming down a hill gliding, the second one's in a tree, the third one's a bell, or Mary, mm-hmm. mother I mean, of Jesus. It's either a bell or Mary. There's it's no other bell option. Bell or Mary, mother of Jesus, yeah. Lord, Lord and Savior. The, but so, like I said, the, the, the description of the first one is, I mean, it does say glide, and then they saw it in the tree, and they still didn't necessarily, it was a vague description of it in the tree. I still pictured it kind of on the tree, but still moving in a weird right. way, not hovering, per se. You know what I mean? Right. Where the second one, clearly, it appeared to be hovering. If yes. this was three separate occasions, I mean, it, it, there's similar... No, well, it seems like the first two, let's, it seems like it could be the same let's thing. Let's just do a quick but... review of what pe- the people claim to have seen, okay. and then that way we can break it down a little more uh, accurately. The first one by Bruce Hallenbeck and his cousin Chari from 1962... There was a high-pitched whistling noise. The okay. only yep. time I think uh, that was mentioned in any of the accounts, like a, a sound associated yeah. with it besides tramping, uh, was indicated. <laughs> and what they saw was a white object peering from behind a pine tree. Well, oh, because that was the first yeah, one. Yeah, so I did an illustration of basically a amorphous white blob kind of peeking around a pine right. tree because that's, that's all you've the, got. <laughs> that's all he's saying. But the fact that it seems to be half concealed behind a tree, mm-hmm. giving the impression, at least to a 10-year-old boy, that he's being looked at by right. it, even though there's no clear indication of facial features or eyes or anything like that. So the first one, um, no floating, no gliding, not in the high trees, just, no, just at the trunk a white of a tree thing. peeking around the corner. Kind of like an E.T. moment where like the cute little amorphous blob from another dimension peeks out and sees other kids playing like can we be friends can we cover all these bonds that separate us and and just find a way to just play kickball you know yeah just do our thing spielberg style 82 <laughs> come on and so that's what or that maybe is. because this is white maybe it's that when et turned into a white turd and died oh my god that's yeah. the saddest thing that ever happened on a silver screen that's what happens you all turn right. into a white turd and you die then we go to 1964 Jeez, nope. Jeez, all right well <laughs> i don't want to bring it down and this Spoiler is when alert. the direct quote from the unnamed man as a big white glob, or I'm sorry, blob, <clears throat> yeah. was gliding in an unnatural fashion down a hill. Mm. So you got a blob. So, yeah, so I, if it's a blob, I, it's not flat. So there's something solid, pile-like yeah. to well, it, right. I think. And it's yeah. gliding I mean, down To be a, a blob, you have to have some substance. You're, no one ever sees a flat thing like a like a, like a No, it's, it's, it's got to have some wind. height to it at least. Yeah. A little so bit, not completely flat. Like I can't get the idea of the blob from the blob remake out of my, out of my I mind. I love the 88 blob it's remake. What I, it's all I'm no. thinking of is, is that. As, as much as I think, uh, and I'm going to digress only briefly, that John Carpenter's The Thing is arguably the greatest remake ever. No, I think it is. Okay, yeah. um, I, I think a close second and third for me are the Chuck Russell blob from 88 and yeah. the David Cronenberg fly from 86. Totally. Oh, the fly is so skeevy. It's so oh. skeevy. Cronenberg, it's dirty as hell. Yeah, it was gross. But, but yes, I, I definitely think of blobs in those terms too. But do we have to think outside of that box though? Well, yeah, because it's not like that seems you know, like, almost no, that's, like, like that's getting me shit. stuck. I'm getting stuck with that. Like, you got to just think of it as a shape, like a, like almost like scrubbing bubbles. Remember those foam bubbles right. from those old fucking commercials with yeah. the cartoon? I don't. I think they're called scrubbing bubbles. But, I don't know. No, like, talking something about. like that. But this thing, I mean, it, white. It's not like the, they're seeing it, and I mean, are, I guess they're not really describing it, but I'm assuming that it's solid. Well, yeah, because so it's not fancy. because we don't we don't get yeah. the description that it's transparent. Or, right. Well, transparent. So it's, you not like see it, it it's not like a phantom or something. Well, sometimes it moves like one. I mean, mm, you can be phantom esque and not necessarily be translucent. So the first one, the the, the counts from the first two counts, it, it feels like it's a thing, not yeah. a, not a phantom it's, or some like it's a creature. Right. It Absolutely. seems it seems like a creature at least. The way and they the, describe and it. the second part of the second account, which is when the guy returned with a buddy, all armed to the teeth with shells yeah. and pitchforks, they just describe it as a white shape. But this time, instead of being near to the ground, it's in a tree, down a hill, fucking around branches. It's, yeah, darting around branches in a tree. Yeah, that yeah, that's fucking weird. 
And then when we get to uh, Lee and Scott's uh, sighting, which is either 14 or two years later, depending on which yeah. sort, you get this weird... Yeah, things are different. Other here now. kind of thing. Now, it's not surprising. Like, something that might look like a weird undulating blob could also, to a 14 year old kid, look like a ghost. It really just depends yeah. on your perspective. Right. If you're inclined to believe in ghosts or the Virgin Mary or weird. Bells. Yeah, yeah but if you believe in bells. If you believe in bells, yeah, the then power you are going to see it as such. Yeah. But I, I actually, unlike what you guys were saying earlier, I think that these could very credibly be. The exact same no, thing. I, no, I know. They, they could be, but they also couldn't be. I was just they pointing out. They also couldn't be, yes. Right. There's no guarantee that it is. Yeah. But I think it, seeing it's, uh, I mean, it's an expanse of woods somewhere in New York State. It's probably not super vast. And maybe there's a breeding population of weird, free-floating white things. And, and possibly they all saw different ones. Or maybe there is just one. Yeah, or maybe it's a seagull stuck in a bed sheet, just fucking around in the woods. I mean, a pile of seagulls, the shit out of everybody. It's floating, it's changing shape, it's undulating. It's a seagull. Yeah, it's a goddamn seagull. It's a fucking sky rat wrapped in a fucking cloth. Or is All it? Right. Is it an atmospheric monster, which we dealt with a little bit with in the, the gargantuan gliders, yep. and we dealt with also the in the sky spinner. Yeah. I mean, a white. Blobby floating that could be a cloud like thing. Now True. it wasn't it wasn't described as wispy and vaporous at any point. Yeah, I feel like no. that's a, you would know that, I feel like if that's what the case. Yeah. But I I just don't think you can completely rule out something that maybe belongs in the upper atmosphere somehow falling to earth to die. Yeah, I I, I think you're only saying that cuz it's white. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean, right. that's anything like really you're right. If it was fucking <laughs> puce or whatever, is it even a yeah. color? Is puce, puce a fucking color? Oh, I, don't I know. think you're. Uh, I was trying to say fuchsia. I think at I first think it, when you said puce, you yeah, can, yeah, you conflate. You, I feel you like combine, it is. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I'm gonna fuchsia. Paint, and I'm gonna paint. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna paint my. I'm living pretty sure room. that's not a color puce. either. No, that, that's like Cirque du Soleil boots or something. All right, either way, <laughs> if it was a non-white. It's clearly a non-Euclidean monster. I'm going to be at Home Depot phrase. tomorrow, and I'm going to go to the paint department yeah. and say, yes, I need a gallon of puce paint. Puce, puce paint. Puce. Otherwise, we'll see what happens. Could you mix it with the Pygmalion, please? Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'll text you guys and let you know. Quarter Pygmalion. I'm only an artist. What am I supposed to know? Colors? <laughs> God. For losers. Whatever. I'm black and white. I'm an illustrator. Yeah. What's up, Frank Miller? What's Fuck a yeah. good era, Frank oh, Miller? Oh, I, <laughs> I wish. Good era. <laughs> good era. The best. Hey, good. Okay, right. so... Now, interestingly, though the the time between the accounts, how well it's it, it, two it's, or fourteen. It's either this this is the weird thing because I could not find a confirmed, uh, you know, one hundred percent saying no. This is clearly what it is. The different right. sources I found literally say that these things either happened in sixty two and sixty four, or sixty two. Yeah, I'm sorry. The first one definitely happened in sixty two. The second one definitely happened in 64. The third one either happened in 64 as well okay. or 78. All right, so there's not a consistent... That, I just can't confirm. Right. Okay, all right. And cool. I haven't been able to track cool. down uh, Barry Scott or Russell Lee. Okay, all right. Um, which, you know, you think would be pretty easy. I mean, Kinderhook's not huge, and, you know, we have their full names, but it's just not something we I've been able to do. We are terrible New Yorkers that we don't know where Kinderhook is. It's somewhere in this fine state. I mean, this state the is... The empire state. This state is big, but we should know where this is, and we don't. It's somewhere between us and the Pennsylvania border. It's true. Or Canada. I don't know if it's above us. It might be <clears> above <throat> us. So, we want to start with... What should we start with? Well, I, let's I don't start, know. Let's start... I th- talking about I, be- I believe they saw something. No, I, I do too. They definitely <laughs> saw something. Whatever that is, I yeah. don't know. Whether or not it was a phantasmagorical creature Ooh, phantasmagorical. of evil. I, I, I do love that word. It doesn't have to that be evil. Oh, I love phantasmagorical, too. In, in the you know, interest of full disclosure, I think we should also mention that there are also uh, at least one Bigfoot sighting from the Kinderhook Woods area. Really? Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, it involves the Hallenbeck family yeah. again, which I know... Raises the hackles on all of our necks. We're like, Wait oh boy, when it's the same grouping. They saw someone in his family also saw a Bigfoot-like creature, a hairy hominid. Um, yeah. I think in the woods near Kinderhook Lake. Okay, all right. Well, maybe they're just lucky. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Uh, 
I'm just going to quote directly from Bruce Hallenbeck. Okay. Funnily enough, though, the, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. On September 24th of, I'm sorry, on September 24th of 1980, something showed up in my grandparents' backyard and started making some ungodly sound and scared everybody so much that my cousin came over with a shotgun and scared it off. He said it was walking on two legs. If you experience something you can't explain, you can either say my eyes and ears are playing tricks on me or there is something really out there. So okay. this was told to the syndicated television show, PM Magazine, for anyone that's ancient as fuck and still remembers that crazy, well, it wasn't local. It was nationally syndicated, but it was low budget. PM a magazine? PM, I don't, PM Evening Magazine. I don't Do you remember, remember that at all, Chris? No. It was so old. I remember it vaguely when I was What a kid. was the magazine about? It was just literally they would do local interest stories from around the country right. and then broadcast it universally across said country. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't recall it offhand. It, it doesn't really matter, but apparently his grandmother or somebody in his family, Bruce Hallenbeck's family, got some notoriety by talking about their Bigfoot encounter completely removed from the Kinderhook blob. At least one has to assume. I mean, if, if okay. schmooze and fucking Bigfoot are hanging out, but there's also a plethora of UFO sightings in that area, too. Now, again. Oh, are we crossing it's, the it's streams? Hard. Is this like one of those, like, Bridgeport triangles? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about that, actually. Thing where, yeah, where, you yeah. know, it's sort of, or like the Ohio River Valley, which really seems like a nexus of truly unusual experiences yeah. that might not be directly related, but are astonishing because they happen in such a, you know, relatively narrow geographic space. Right. Possibly. But I feel like we have to weigh this all separately. It's easy once you hear that there's, but people see UFOs literally across the globe and the continental yeah. United States everywhere. Now, I don't know of a sighting of a UFO directly correlating right when the Kinderhook blob was seen. Right. So I don't want to well, do, put too much on that because, of course, we all want to say, oh, yeah, it seems foreign. It's an extraterrestrial. Case closed. Move on. Right. This is just in the area. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's, it doesn't mean that it's mm. not possible. I mean, it would almost it was, make was, sense in some ways that this thing would be an alien. Was the, the UFO also spotted by the... Same family home? That I'm not sure okay. about. All right. just, just making sure. It's just said that there were numerous UFOs reported around the same time as a large reddish-haired hairy hominid living in the same patch of woods. So, in 1980, in the autumn of 1980, there was a spate of UFO sightings and this Bigfoot sighting. Okay. Maybe it was all from Hallenbeck's family or maybe only the Bigfoot sighting. I don't know. Yeah. But still... That's two years after the last confirmed sighting of the Kinderhook blob, right. or possibly 16 years after the last confirmed sighting, depending on which one's accurate. So we got yeah. a blob. We have three or four separate sightings of a blob. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then we have a, UFO, a, blob. a Bigfoot and a UFO. Pop, right. I'm going to not take those in consideration for the moment. Okay. All right. Just because I just don't know any of the facts about those. So I can't okay. really concede them. You threw them out there, which is good. Yep. Yeah, no, it's good because Full the one, disclosure. the but, uh, Bigfoot was spotted by one of the d dudes uh, that if, saw, or one of the family members if. of the guy that saw the blob. Yeah. Okay. So that's well, he said a thing on two legs. It's true. It's true. But bear in mind, if, if, Helen Beck saw the blob. Right. Yes. In '62. Okay. So that's 18 years before this red-haired this thing Bigfoot, two-legged bipedal yeah. thing, okay. thing right. whatever the fuck right. is. Sure. So well, I agree with Chris. Let's just table that okay the ufos maybe that's more interesting because again this seems like an anomalous life form that might not be indigenous to earth we don't have things we don't have okay so natural land blobs land, yeah land blobs so as far as i know are not a thing no i've never experienced one i can't say i have i've never even seen a documentary but, on no, National no, i mean it is there's a lake there right there is a lake Okay. Oh, that's interesting. No, Chris. So, like, <laughs> there's a list of reason and logic. Which I normally I'm not. I'd be like, fuck that. It ain't so real. What, what, and I'm like, what are you saying? I don't know. So, what could possibly. I mean, blobbish thing comes from lake. That's a horribly non scientific thing to say. <laughs> no, blobbish thing comes from lake is the most scientific <laughs> thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Just say it in a Russian yeah. accent, it'll be that much sweeter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <joined. laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, okay. No, I, I like where you're going with this. Please continue. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It could have been some weird thing. I don't know where this was in 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 relation to, to the, the lake. lake. Yeah. 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 You know, the thing is, if there was just one sighting, I could almost think. Um, and again, we are not scientists, so I, you know, I'm just Speak pissing for in yourself. the wind. 
Fair enough. Mark's a scientist. The rest of us aren't. But if there was like a methane release or something that would cause like a foaming oh, yeah. on top of the water. A I solid foaming. Actually, I know about this. And it methane? Got methane. Yep, swamp and gas. It, and it yep. got blown by a certain heavy breeze. So you see this floating Blown. bundle of white bubbles seeming to kind of bounce its way through the woods at a distance. I could see where you'd be frightened. I could see yeah. where you think it was animate. I Again, this to me, I feel like I'm Alan J. Hynek talking about swamp gas in Michigan, and I expect fully people to you know ream me a new one. No, I'm not saying I'm dude. saying that I 100% think this is the case. What I am saying is we really have to entertain the possibility that if yeah. at least one of these sightings right. might have been just a natural thing. You know, I mean, if, if you literally do see, I mean, I know we were joking earlier about seagulls and bedsheets, but yeah. if someone's laundry got <laughs> loose and it's blowing through the tops of trees and it seems to be herky-jerking around or it's caught on a branch right. you don't see, so it's moving back and forth in a way that seems controlled and intelligent, yeah. but isn't. No, yeah, but sure. The, the problem with both the methane lake foam theory and the fucking rogue laundry is that there are fucking like rogue laundry, though. four separate sightings. Right. right. You yeah, know, right. And, and they all the can't be explained by laundry. that. Yeah. Well, the yeah. first one really is, I mean, I guess it is a sighting, but like I saw a white thing behind a tree. Well, behind a tree, yeah. I don't think it had eyes, but it, clear, it looked like it was peering at me. So that's a, that's a tough one to... That could be any animal. But in some ways, it's a... In some ways, it's the most uh, concrete because it's something peeking around a tree. Like, that's something an animal might do or an intelligent creature right. that's afraid to make contact but curious. No, it's definitely something that's possible, but it's the most vague. Like, you can't get anything off of you that. It could literally be anything behind that tree. Except that it has to be white and faceless. Right. Was it? Did, was this during Which, the day? I, mean, uh, I, I believe so. Okay. I think in, in nature, we could find enough white things that we could put behind a tree. Whether it be whether it be a deer or a bear, I don't even know what to do with that. Well, there's or... enough white things behind trees <laughs> in this world. Dismissed. <laughs> no, that's a, pretty much the funniest fucking thing ever. That is, you better not cut that. That's gotta I'll stay in. in. I'll put it in the end of the episode yeah. as as a, as a spoiler. Just, right, as, there's as enough a... white things behind trees <laughs> in the world. I'm really not thinking it's a rogue polar bear. Like, I don't know. Oh no, I don't think it would be a, a rogue. I mean, and, there's and, no and, polar and, bears right, in New York. But like I say, what? All right, so they said a blob-like thing. I think I'm quoting directly there. Um, right. A blob-like thing peeking out from behind a tree, but with no face. I don't even know if they said blob-like. It, they did say they something. They said like me, a white me. thing behind the tree. I mean, it was no, really no, vague. Obviously, like albino deer, but you would know. I would hope you would know a deer if you saw it. And I'll quote. I'll quote. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Directly here, um, they heard the high-pitched whistle. Okay, you're right. This is very vague. Yeah. A white object. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Object. From behind a nearby tree. Yeah. I say peering, but in fact, it had no eyes that I could see. Okay. So, white right. object. So Chris something is absolutely just went, It is the most. <laughs> fe- yeah, could you imagine? Like, oh. At that point, hey. if it was like light brown and it's a sunny day, I, I don't know if you could say that was white or not. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? If that's really what it was, it was just like, hey. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking weird. I know. I know. You'd almost have to, like, honestly, if this were the only case of the Kinderhook blob, a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. Oh, we wouldn't be talking about this. Oh, yeah. That something like went, what's up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Then this would never have made an article. And goes back in. Yeah. And and, and as we said so many times before, it is the human mind's unerring desire to string together disparate ideas into a cohesive whole that first makes all sorts of technology and wonderful things possible, but also makes strings of asinine conspiracies seem plausible when they're not. But for the sake of argument, let's just assume that this is the first sighting of it and move on because it is the next sighting that's actually more interesting because this takes us to at least a slightly more anatomical uh, accuracy, even though it's still vague as fuck, and that is a big white blob. Right. Now, yeah. that was gliding in an unnatural fashion, which I still love. Yeah. I love that so much. All right, so... Yeah. They see it... I, don't, I still don't know what that means. It's an unnatural but. fashion down a hill. <laughs> yes. Toward the person. Toward the so person. So not trying to make itself right. away like a lot of animals. I mean, besides rabbit animals, most animals are not interested right. in getting close to What are the odds it was just a big fucking boulder? It was just fucking <laughs> rolling. Like, fuck you! No way! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Really white rock. Yeah, no, I could totally see that. Totally. I just oh my I mean, it's God. gliding unnaturally. Um, so what, what was the next one? 
The next one is the same the guy tree. with his friend, um, and they saw. Oh, they they came after, back after and the then guy it, saw the then big white blob. Okay. Yep, it's floating right. in the trees, and again, that's just a really vague thing. Yeah, I don't know um, what, what, what okay. that means. So that could be shape. the seagull in in the shawl, as we call that. So rolling down the hill could be the <laughs> methane foam fiction monster right. and then in the trees or boulder it's old lady mcclear is white sheets yeah, i don't know about methane seagulls. i don't know about methane foam rolling down a hill i, I have, don't believe I, that's the case i have experience with methane um with what, methane what, what foams up water where it stays consistent or air methane or but air can does. it survive beyond a lake very long i you wouldn't i've never seen it at a place that might employ me i've never seen it um out of a tank it's not like we're walking like, oh, hey, look, there's a big methane thing in but the yard. Like it's never happened. we've all seen piles of shit Ever. foam on the shore of our local lake. Right, sure. right. But that's right. not a cohesive shape. And that's I've not going to make I've certainly it. never seen it roll like a fucking tumbleweed. No, that's never. That's not going to get no, out no, into no. the woods. I don't believe it is any of that. I'm no. trying to put my skeptic no, 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 head no. on, but I honestly don't think it is lake foam. No, it's or seagulls no, laundry. Methane dissipates pretty quickly. So it probably is. They're like laughing somewhere. A bunch of seagulls. Seagulls yeah. in laundry. <laughs> we oh, fucking fuck got them. <laughs> and they ah, laugh that evilly. Yeah. Right, okay. So it, it can glide on the ground. Okay. It can float amongst the cool. limbs of the high trees. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that even means. It can peek behind a tree. Okay. <sighs> and it can third and finally tramp down a hill. Tramp. Making noise where it floats more than it walks, but it still is occasionally walking. Okay. And it is basically... Uh, arched dome, a bell shape, right. and or Mother Mary, the, the Lord Jesus's mother coming down to say, put, out, no, your, put out your campfire. Don't touch yourselves in that tent, boys. <laughs> There's no message though, so I don't believe it is. I don't believe it is the Virgin Mary. Yeah, yeah. To I save think us if all. Mary shows up, doesn't she normally have like a message or like demand? No, it's it's like yeah. My son to the world. says, yeah. Uh, yeah. "Cut yeah. your shit. Yeah, and knock it off. Be cool. Nukes are bad. See ya." That's yeah. pretty much oh, she, the she line. Bucks. She bucks. She She's bells. kind of a lot like aliens. Like, they deliver the same thing. Oh, are you drawing a parallel? Warnings. Oh, yeah. Have you watched that documentary on Amazon Prime? I have not. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure we've <laughs> achieved nothing wow, in this conversation. I, know, yeah. I don't even know what you're I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure I, I saw a, a documentary. I don't know if it was on Amazon Prime or not about, like, uh, like Jesus and Mary and, you know, like, like aliens. I do have a book titled something Jesus. like Jesus Drives a Flying Saucer. Or God, I heard God that pilots book, UFO. Or, yeah, I, bought yeah. it, I bought it at a fucking Goodwill place when I was shopping with you, Chris, years ago. Well, we, we did have that. Volunteers uh, of America. Oh, I found God. That, okay. that fucking copy Do you remember of that. I had to buy it. During Robo Flowers, it was like, does the devil pilot a UFO? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. Absolutely. So there you go. So, it's the devil so Jesus. Is, it, is it satanic? Is it, no. is it St. Lee? No. Is it foam? Is it fucking? Is it foam? Rogue birds I know. and fucking. I have, I have trouble with, with, those, with the last with those two. I still feel like yeah, they're different. My mind wants to say they're different things. I'm more inclined to think they're just white. That's all the only thing they have in common. There's nothing. To, yeah, there's there, there, there's nothing to it. Like it's there's no interaction. Here's really. what what's, I'm interested about in the uh, the the Lee the Scott and Lee case, and that is. Um, it implies a humanoid shape. I know. I know. Right. Scott it's saw it as, as a bell shape, and that Lee was more inclined to think in terms of. You but know, that's still a shape. They're, they're, they're shape. Yeah. Now they don't say face. Never is there a face or facial features or eyes or right. a mouth yeah, ever mentioned. Right. Nor are there limbs. No. Right. Ever yeah. mentioned yeah. or tendrils or any other sort of appendages that might help it get along. That's true. It is either an amorphous blob or a ghost-like thing. It seems to undulate, so it it, it doesn't seem to have. I think we can, I guess, rule out a skeleton for the most part because yeah, it seems to be safely. moving. There's yeah, no skeleton. I don't think it's undead. Like yeah. An amorphous sort of blob right. wood, <laughs> I guess. Now, the real question then it comes comes to is it animate or inanimate? <sighs> it seems to be going towards people, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the case. It could just be going in a direction and people are there. Right. Well, yeah. Right. That doesn't, See, it doesn't seem to have no... any intent except when it peeked behind a tree. Seemingly curious at the kids' activities. Well, right. I know I'm reading a lot into it. I yeah, agree. But, I, I'm first I mean, to admit. Yeah. But that's the one thing that implies some sort of sentience. Th there's no real interaction. Well, the kids booked the second they saw it. Right. Well, but just because it, it, they saw it move from behind the tree, it wasn't like, hey, kids, what's up? And then they're like, fuck. Yeah, they just assumed it was, it, was, it was towards them. Yeah. So, But there's no real interaction. Like, there's no real 
like up close interaction with it. It's just kind of there, and people are observing it. And 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 that, yeah. What if that, it's just taking a piss? And it, it, its arm moved. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, it, it's it just true. behind a tree. Just because they saw something behind a tree, they just assumed it was an act toward them. But right. we don't know. We don't exactly. Know. But so <sighs> that brings us to another thing. Not to interrupt you, right. what, which I kind of pointed out at the at the end of the article, and that is. The most intriguing question regarding the seemingly innocuous creature is why does it seem to inspire a nearly universal reaction of terror in all those who have seen it? Is it just because these people think they either think they are seeing or they are actually seeing something so unnatural that they're just like, oh shit, and they got to get out of it? That there? is absolutely the most easy, valid theory yeah. for it, and probably the one I subscribe to. But there's also this sense that. If I saw something undulating and white, I would probably stop and be curious, and I would look again, and I would look yeah. again. Now, if it was coming towards me, and it was floating above the ground or occasionally touching the ground right. and moving in a way that was so unnatural that it just made me feel, like, fucking icky in the guts, right. then I might fucking book. Yeah. But at first, I think I would definitely be intrigued, and it seems like intrigue doesn't last very long in any of these eyewitnesses. It is almost immediately usurped by outright fear. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, sure. again, what you say, I agree with, seeing something that seems so unnatural to what you expect to see in the fauna typically found in the woods of fucking New York would be enough to instigate that. But also, is there something? Like a lot of old Loch Ness monster sightings, people talked about something unnatural and totally ugly about it. Like Especially if they were on a boat and saw it close. There's something that just inspired raw terror that went beyond just curiosity about a biological oddity or fear of something that large being in the water near them. Right, and because it's something that you're just not used to ever seeing. And so, so you're it right. creates well, Yeah, but there's always the valid. surprise you just, I mean, right. shit can be terrifying that isn't if you're just in the woods or when you're camping or whatever and also you just and turn around there's a fucking white... black bear there. Oh, right. I mean, you're going to you're going to get that feeling in your gut. Yeah. Just like holy shit. Yeah. No, but you, that's you at do, least the kind do. of fear you can understand. Because that's the kind of fear that you can it's say bears are carnivores. Primordial fear, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm in danger of being But if there's prey. still just some crazy shit there, I think you, that might kind of get I'm wondering, that knee-jerk reaction yeah, at least. Because it, is, because it is this white blob, amorphous, phantasmagoric type thing, if, if people see it and they instinctually understand, like, this is not right. of this earth or this is not normal, that this is what causes complete or terror. Or could it be, and again, I'm more inclined to subscribe to what you just said, Mark, but could it be... That we have instincts, we we have natural fears of things like spiders and snakes that we don't right. necessarily have to learn. Not all of us have them, obviously. I got a little thing about spiders. I like snakes, but generally speaking, we have a natural fear of things that we know are venomous or dangerous, even without knowing the right. way they move, the way they do something, yeah. the way they just are, instills an instinctive terror. Could there be something about this that is kind of spreading that sort of feeling because right. we intuitively recognize not just that it's utterly foreign and bizarre, but that there's intrinsically something very dangerous about this thing. Yeah, totally. I can I can totally see that. Again, I'm more inclined to think what you guys are saying. It's just how weird it is strikes you sure. as disturbing and you want to get the fuck out of Dodge. That makes perfect sense. But I just can't help but think like everyone's first reaction, they see it, they don't, the kids don't talk about, oh, when we stayed and we looked and we tried no, to see it and played terrified. like peekaboo and it's bouncing yeah. back and forth and then we stepped out and we got scared and ran. Right. It's like, I saw it, she saw it, we're out. Guy saw it, is out. Comes back with his friend, they're armed to the teats with fucking farm implements. Yeah. They run away the second they see it again. And the two kids that were camping, they see it, they're out. Pack up camp and go. Right. Yeah. So, again, all of that can be explained just by this is weird and I don't want to be here. But it also seems like it's running deeper. Yeah, you just don't know. Uh, or not. <laughs> no, no. You I mean, just don't know. It, it yeah, be, I don't know. It, I mean, it, it, again, it, it could be. I think as humans, I think part of our evolution is avoiding shit that we think might kill us. Always. Well, that's, so, how, that's how we evolved. Exactly. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't have been. Yeah. No. So uh, we would I mean, be here. Maybe this is one of those things where you just see something and you're like, "Is it an active threat?" Fuck it. To yeah. us as a species. Yeah. Well, especially if it's something you, that weird and it's moving toward you. Right. Even if it's moving in a direction kind of toward you. Right. You would probably book. Oh, definitely. Especially freak me in out. the last one, if it looked like if all of a sudden you just turn around, there's apparitions like. <laughs> And that one seems to be like full on floating. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, like you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm like I'm two or here. three feet above the ground, but I have no way of knowing that. Right. Yeah, but know the other one seemed to be ju well. No, it had to be a little closer because it's occasionally stepping on the ground too and making yeah. a hell of a lot of noise. Tramping, when it's like tramping, which implies tramping. This is interesting. It implies weight. 
everything yeah. else we've seen, especially yeah. when we think of traditional physics, if something can glide or float, it it's is virtually not. weightless. Yeah. The fact that this thing made such a ruckus when it did occasionally step right. it implies at least some sort of girth and and, and yeah. Subs- well, I just think substantial. I think the yeah. word glide is used in a, in a in a not normal way because you can say like, look at those ice skaters just gliding across. Clearly, they have weight. Yeah, they weigh 180 pounds. They're just right. gliding across the ice. So when you use the word glide, to me, it just implies I'm it's thinking, able to navigate. Yeah, I'm thinking in like a way that like you're just Marty not used McFly to. Fly on a hoverboard. That's glide. see, that's what you're picturing. That's not but, what I was picturing. Chris is actually talking, making contact with the ground, and I understand that, especially for the time um, when the first unnamed dude who was walking through the woods saw it undulating down the hill. Kind yeah. Of. Right. Where that doesn't count is when it's up amongst the tree branches. That's yep. clearly act, that's not just hovering. That's active flight. Yep. Yeah. And uh, or when, when it's and a when bell. it was well, when it was it, it could count actually when it was a bell too. When it was a bell slash St. Mary. Right. That could also be partially on the ground, and they thought it was floating because it moved in such an odd up and down sort of way. Yep. But the only time the only time that it might not be making contact with the ground is when it's in the treetop. So Chris actually makes a point when it's behind the tree, it's on the ground. When it's coming down the hill, it's likely on or very near the ground. When uh, you know the bells of St. Mary's are heading towards the fucking camping kids, it's also making enough sound on the ground to imply that it might be on the ground. Yeah. The only time it seems not to be that S- right. is when it's flying. But at least it, it, but it still s- seems to move where it's not really enslaved to gravity. Right. Yeah. And it still could be. I mean, if you just see something that's still stuck to the thing moving in a weird way, you can easily say that it looks like it's flying, like it's floating. Sure. It's moving in a way that mm-hmm. shouldn't be. We have so. to, I guess, remain. This is one of those really bizarre cases that you, you'd hope that there'd be more substantiation. You really hope that there had been a sighting in the post-smartphone uh, era where motherfuckers could have shot it. But unfortunately, the last yeah. known sighting was at least 78, if not 64. Um I, I would love to have seen some legitimate eyewitness sketches. I've, no. done, I've done a couple of my own artistic interpretations, like I always do, but it's based loosely. I did one that was it peeking behind a tree where it's sort of an amorphous blob, and I did one where it's more ghost-like and floating amongst trees. Mm. Um, but it's still my interpretation based on very scant eyewitness reports. That's right. Right, right, right. So it's one of those cases where it's so vague that it really is either something really extreme and exciting, like an unknown biological entity that either hails from Earth or the depths of Kinderhook Lake or somewhere that can move in a strange way and kind of inspires terror if by virtue of its very foreignness or something inherently malevolent. Or it is just a series of really natural things like fucking plastic bags floating around a fucking parking lot in a windstorm, but just put together in a way that just deceived people that are completely dismissible if you had a chance to look at it with a clean, clear, sure. skeptical eye. Right. Sure. And, and there's nothing really in between. So, hoax-wise, I think we covered the seagull. Uh, yeah, rogue well, laundry. Well, I don't know, rogue somebody would hoax it with a yeah. seagull. Yeah, I don't um, think that'd be a hoax. <laughs> that's, a, a hoax. that's an accident. That, yeah. that is a complete laundry line accident. That's a hoax of nature? A hoax right? of a nature. A hoax of nature, well yeah. Because now Nathaniel's oh, going right. to plan that out. Coming Mis- out next year, your book. Misidentified yeah. or, of nature. or completely misunderstood. Uh, right methane, after the hidden war. Yeah, methane gas and whatnot. We talked about that. Yeah. Sea foam. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. It's, no, so, upstate New York Lake sea foam. Yeah, not really. I, I just don't no. see it. Well, now, we all agree that they saw something. It really seems like they did. So should we try to like put this into maybe a little tiny box? Maybe an alien box? Maybe a zoology box? Alien interdimensional ma- box. That's fucking. That's <sighs> always a possibility. But that again, that that is like calling. You might as well open up the the sorcerer's box. Well, the only reason point. I bring because that up is because well. in the same area we have UFO and we have Sasquatch. Uh, and you know, a weird way. Well, it would be nice to find out how close this is to the Watertown vortices. Oh yeah, it would be. And who's to say that's the only place where vortexes exist in New York? No, I'm sure that there's. Well, there's... no, it's a ley line supposedly. Yeah. So I mean, they, it's not like they just. So I wonder if, if Kinderhook you... lies on a ley line, maybe. I mean, if if that's the explanation for it, as far as like a ley line being some form of like 
form of transportation. I don't necessarily understand how it works. Oh, no. Well, like, I tried to look N- into it. I don't it even think the like, people, the claim they know how, how it works yeah, really know how it works. There's, but there's, like, there's, there's a. Uh, yeah, it's never a clear cut explanation. What are those yeah. called? What are those? those oh, the dowsing rods. Yeah, there's a, there's a dowsing involved. And oh, then there's dowsing like, your way to a vortex? You can douse apparently for I don't anything. Know, man. Like, I've looked at this. People like, douse yeah, for like water, charcoal, uh, snails, d- Doritos, clams. I would, I would totally douse Deal, for Doritos. Deals at TJ Maxx, uh, douse, and douse, fucking <laughs> other places. Like, no, sir, yeah, oh, yeah, dousing yeah. for deals. D- I'm dousing for deals at fucking Marshalls. So, actually, Bed Bath and Beyond. So that's where I go for all my deals. Anyway, um, I, nice don't, I, I don't necessarily know if the ley lines are necessary. I, I don't think that that's an intricate part of something being interdimensional or something that's traversing time oh, and space. Oh, not at all. Okay, I think I we can, know, yeah, we can all, all right. concede that we are not experts. Like when I say interdimensional, all I'm saying is that I'm not saying it's necessarily things coming through a portal to interact with us, but thus that possibly maybe we're seeing a glimpse into a different reality or a different dimension or existence of Earth. Not right. necessarily. There, there doesn't have to be an interaction. It doesn't have to be like, hey, I'm a fucking six-armed seagull, motherfucker. <laughs> and they're all excited. And I'm just saying it could just be Jesus anything. Christ. You see that this might be like a a glimpse into a different reality. It's a possibility, but again, uh, that instantly mm. invokes ideas, like I say, of magic or or, or things right, like that. Right. I'm not saying it's not possible. I certainly think and that... And I'm definitely not fighting for there it There are other dimensions. I've already and, given up as a matter of fact. And that there's probably living <laughs> things in said dimensions, and that possibly they're able to traverse the boundaries. But going there right out the gate is the equivalent of just saying... Right, wizards no, did it. You're and, right. You know, moving no, you're on. Right. You're I don't. Right. I don't want to do that. I'm always more inclined to think biologically. Okay. So my thought is this: if it is a traditionally water-bound entity, I like. I like this idea. I don't know if, if Kinderhook is a glacial lake, like so many of the right. lakes in New York State. Right. How old it is? Uh, and and, and is you there know, definitely a lake there? Well. According to the words I read okay, and then I'm, reported back, I'm, I'm I mean, I didn't go and stake it out. According I to the it. words he read, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I'm just bitch. making sure. I'm just making sure. I didn't Google Earth. Uh, okay. I, I want to think that maybe it's either something from the lake it could that be. managed That's... to come out. I mean, because if amorphous, undulating things live, you know, on the bottom of lakes or oceans and kind of can squeeze into cracks and crevices to hide and don't really need to deal with you know the light of day very often snake its prey any way it can or maybe are filter feeders yeah. uh, then these things could survive the problem with that theory is as much as I'm inclined to believe things like that almost certainly live in the oceans and very likely live in some of the deeper older lakes uh, how would that be able to move on land things that are water bound like that are not necessarily really super mobile on land no, not normally. Unless but it came out to die, and it was just this weird. Maybe it's like the these things die. They crawl into the woods. They have one last fucking rampage of glory. Eat three squirrels, die and dissolve. And that on a handful of occasions, people yeah. have seen them. But that doesn't explain why they're flying amongst fucking trees. If you're right, if they right. indeed are flying amongst the trees, it's, I can't come up with a theory <laughs> that could that, make that me could go, be one situation fuck? of a rogue fucking pelican. Ha! Yeah. You, right. None of that helps or hurts us. It, so I can't fucking come up with a single good idea of what this no, fucking is. No, not especially that. I mean, it could, it could be two different things. It could be. So could I, be at this things. point, yeah. I, I don't really know what to. It's just yeah. something Man. happened, and uh, a white thing behind a tree, then a boulder, then a seagull, yeah. and then ghosts. All there right, you see you next uh, week. And, <laughs> and then there's a message from the Mother Mary or the Bell, or it could be a haunting. Ghost. That I mean, that's something we yeah, don't I mean, broach very we don't often. Ever really, you know, it's funny. I, we, we've gotten messages about this, but we don't ever really go into ghost territory. Well, it's not our strong suit. I've always been a cryptozoologist. Right. I, I'm really, I am open to the possibility of an infinite universe with infinite possibilities. At the same time, I really try to narrow my scope to biological things right. or mechanical things in terms of UFOs. So, I mean, classically, <clears throat> wouldn't this fit under like a, a classic um, ghost? No, well, only the so very last. No, only the, the, la- the last account seems right. like it could. Yeah, okay. because that was moving wraith-like through the right. trees, and it seemed right. to have like undulating sheet look, All right. and possibly vaguely humanoid shape, right? Or a fucking object that hangs in so, a steeple. 
I'm going to say yeah. just because. And but I'm, it could be a haunting in the woods. It could be. It could be. I'm, I'm going to take into consideration, and I know that it was taken off the table, <coughs> but I'm going to take it off the floor and put it back on the table and say because that there is a uh, a there's a possible Bigfoot, there's possible UFO sightings, plus we have this thing. I'm going to say that this is all possibly connected in some sort of interdimensional menage a trois. Oh. oh. The super threesome. I have no... Evidence for this theory, no. other than other than, you have the three separate things in the area at different times, and two of those things were spotted by members of the same family. In paranormal yeah. circles, this is a well-known phenomenon called the Kinderhook Three-Way, and uh, and no people, <laughs> it's the best way to be a people know about it. You, redheaded Bigfoot, particularly, uh, you know the, cool. the flying lights, and then you throw the blob in the mix. That's just lube. It's all fun from there so, on out. And yeah. It's like an orgy on a slip and slide. So I'm going during a rave. So, yeah, you're so right. So my theory is called the Kinderhook three way. <laughs> three way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and I think we're all in agreement that must be it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But it is strange though, and obviously I say this often, but we are going to broach this sometime. The connection, tenuous though it may be, between a lot of UFOs sightings with hairy hominid sightings. Yeah, um, it's you know they have indirectly correlated more than a few times, and they have directly correlated a handful of times, which are really intriguing. Yeah, yeah, and totally. worth and worth investigating. If these two things were involved, could it be that the Kinderhook Blob are UFO pilots? Um, the or just somehow the, loosely the, the leftover of the uh, fuel that gets spilled to Earth that just kind of undulates around until it dissolves like a, its own contrail oh, or something. See, living fuel, living fuel, fuel. organic oh, alien man. fuel. Man, that's a great fucking theory, Rob. And maybe the Bigfoot live off it for the first few months while they're here. God damn it! I wish we had evidence to back this up because it is that's fucking sub- awesome. Yeah. Bigfoot sabbaticals. They come from totally. other worlds. Yeah, no. Just commune this, with the we, nature of Earth. Yeah, this is what they hang the out. Maybe it's not a sabbatical. Yeah, maybe hang out and do stuff. Maybe they're sent here to die. Maybe it's the, or maybe they're prisoners. Yeah. And maybe this is a fucking. Could you imagine oh, death county? You know, like the pachyderm. It's like, like Highlander Two, the original the, the one. The pachyderm oh, yeah. graveyard where they migrate. I don't know however many miles to die in this one place. Yeah. Maybe we are the Bigfoot Death Planet. Oh, yeah, we could be. Good and, luck. And the Kinderhook Blob is the corporeal spirit of a Bigfoot before it ascends to the higher plane. All right. Via the there UFO. It is. There it is. Oh, the UFO like has it. to take it to planet. It has to take it to planet afterlife. Well, yeah, that's afterlife. how you get off. That's how you, that's how you do it. Yeah. When planet the, when, Bigfoot afterlife. When the big feet die, the UFOs come down and take their souls on to see whoever. And, of course, a mere mortal is going to be terrified when they see an undulating Bigfoot soul. As we all should be. Okay. It just makes sense. Thank God. I, you know, I was worried we weren't going to nail it. Now I just I can we sleep tonight. It. We, we own it. We own it. Or I think it's just safe to say that, like most things, we have no idea. We have no fucking clue at all. <laughs> but it's fun. We can spin it all we want, but at the end of the day, there's no evidence or theories to really back it up. So I will stick with my interdimensional menage a trois. Fair even enough. I had no, no, no evidence, but... I don't need evidence. You know why? <laughs> because this is the internet. <laughs> so there you go. You, yeah, you don't. You don't need evidence proof. <laughs> all right, uh, gentlemen. Closing statements. Sasquatch souls are it. It. All right, Chris. Yeah. I, I, seagulls and boulders. There you ah! go. Boom. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. Be sure to rate and review this show on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. It helps us out greatly. We on social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Okay. Do, what happened? Your stroke? We'll be talking to you soon. Oh, God Jesus, damn it. I know. What the I fuck wanted, happened? I just give you a little bit of a pause oh. to be like, well, what are you going to do? I was so worried. No, no, you gonna nobody fill, knew. Are you, you going to fill that dead space or are you going to live in it? This is why I don't call you when Jesus I see you Christ, at first. I'm afraid I'll break you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.